Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Now, we are in the midst of Pride Month, and we also have the Lexington Black Prosperity Initiatives, Grassroots Black Leadership Awards just around the corner. And today's guest gives us the opportunity to talk about both. He is the founder and CEO of Kentucky Black Pride, and he's a 2023 recipient of a Grassroots Black Leadership Award here in Lexington. He is incredibly humble, amazingly kind, and a fierce giant in our community. Here is Sean Karan Bumpus. Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Quinn? I'm doing good. Thanks. Now, we have never met before. That's correct. And I feel like usually when I come in here to do these interviews, I feel very prepared to ask questions because <laughs> I've really been stalking people for a while. Right. <laughs> However, you are pretty private <laughs> online. You're not really like sharing a lot of your story on your socials. Right. So I didn't get to do a lot of digging, so I have a lot of questions. First and foremost, where are you from? I am from here, Lexington, Kentucky. I was born and raised here. I left for a while and lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I had the privilege to live in Chicago for a while as well. What did you do in Chicago? Chicago worked, but when the cold weather came, oh yes, I ran back home. I have a girlfriend <laughs> who lives in Chicago now, and she cannot stand. And the the weather part. She loves the city, but the the weather is bad. So tell me what it was like growing up here in Lexington and kind of how your story brought you to where you are today. All right. Well, um, first of all, I grew up in Lexington. I grew up in a very uh, religious environment. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a church. Um, I pretty much was in church almost seven days a week, <laughs> if not six days a week. Um so I have a really, really strong religion background. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, honestly, that's where it started at. Because at an early age, I started uh, teaching Sunday school classes mm-hmm. at a, you know at an early age. I think I was 13 or 14 when I started. And um, I started getting involved in youth activities, and I was always president of those things. And um, I just had a passion for people. 
And so I think that's when it started, like, just being active, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And um, it just started transpiring when I started seeing other things that I need to look out for. Um, then when I got to college, just when it really started, like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Did you go to UK? I went to UK, yeah. What did you study there? Business management. Okay. And how did that kind of coincide with what you're doing? Oh, first, let let me have you introduce yourself <laughs> so that people know who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Sean Bumpus. Um, a lot of people, I go by the name Karan uh, here in Lexington, Sean Karan Bumpus. Um, I um, am the chairman and the founder of Kentucky Black Pride. Um, I am also the overseer of a house called House of Lamore. Mm. Uh, we'll talk about that a little yes, bit. Yes, please. Um, and uh, pretty much that's who I am. Um, some people say I'm an activist. I just say, hey, I just care for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I love that, though. Do you like having a label such as activist, or do you just say, I don't want that? I most time I always say I don't want that. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of time when people see me working, I'm always working behind the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be behind the curtains and not in front of the curtains. Um, but a lot of people think because of my past, I uh, like to speak in front of people a lot. And <laughs> a lot of time I'm like, oh, I'm actually nervous. But um, so a lot of people would throw me out there. I have been a motivational speaker for a lot of different events. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do it because people ask, and it's hard to say no. Right. Um, But that's not something that I desired. (laughs) What do you think made people drawn to you as not only a motivational speaker, which I am interested in, but you as a leader because you just continue to keep people on their toes and you're keeping moving? How did that start? Basically, um, for one, I'm I'm a people's person. I'm Mm -hmm. very friendly. I'm very organized, mm. and people know with me, if I say I'm going to get something done, it's going to get done. So that also motivate people, and I try to birth out of other people their gifts as mm. well. Like, a lot of times people don't know that they can do artwork, or they can't do this, or they can't do that. And so me, if I see something in them, I try to push them, mm-hmm. and that's what helps their growth as well. So, mm. And because you've had so much experience with leading youth and and leading other people. Tell me how Black Kentucky Pride kind of started from the ground up. Okay, well, Kentucky Black Pride actually started out of, this is another organization here in Louisville, I mean, Lexington, called Bluegrass Black Pride. Mm -hmm. And um, a close friend of mine who passed away actually helped form Bluegrass Black Pride. Uh, I really went into that area because I was already working with a group called House of Lamore. House of Lamore is like a um, family. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the TV show Pose. Yes. Okay. Well, in, in, in Angeline, she had her family. Mm-hmm. And pretty much that's uh, called in the ballroom culture or just in the LGBTQ world, that is just a family structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't actually live with them, but you know <laughs> you do have someone to mentor you. Right. Um, and I had started that back in 2000, and so th- that was already a passion. And with the house, we did a lot of activities like you know during the summer, like kickball games, field day, you know what I'm saying, things like that. Mm-hmm. So after a while, everyone see the work that I've done. And so then they'd be like, hey, can you help me do this? Can you help me do it? And that's when it all started getting, like, forming together. Mm-hmm. 
But Kentucky Black Pride, uh, in 2016, um, we decided that we wanted this to be a, a statewide organization and not just a local mm. um, organization. We do have a chapter in Louisville, Covington, Bowling Green, here in Lexington. Wow. And so, you know, we do a lot of things in Louisville. We try to reach the people up north and the people in the south as well mm. of Kentucky. So what does that programming look like? Okay, Kentucky Black Pride, we do so many things. And a lot of people think it's just um, LGBTQ. I think we have more allies than we do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we just had a, a barbecue yesterday. No, it was Sunday. I'm still thinking until it's Monday. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a, a barbecue on uh, Sunday, May the 22nd. And we had over 100 some people come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, every race, every sexual orientation attended. So no one was excluded. Mm-hmm. Our vision is just to be a voice and just be visible mm-hmm. in this city, in this state. Uh, we do a series called Let's Talk. Uh, Let's Talk, I created, created that back in 2017, and we deal with domestic violence, molestation. Mm-hmm. We deal with business plans. We deal with how um, funeral planning, uh, preparing afterlife, right. um, dating. <laughs> mm-hmm. So basically, our Let's Talk is a town hall meeting where we always have a panel of people of your peer, or someone you see every day in your community, and we just talk and let's be real. And I think that's what helped Kentucky Black Pride grow as well because a lot of people come to our activities mm-hmm. because you want to hear what somebody else is say, especially with mental health. Right. You know, things that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's how it got started. Now, <laughs> we are in the midst of Pride Month. Uh-huh. What are you all planning to do in the next few weeks? I'm sure it's going to be crazy. Pretty much uh, in the month of June, even though the month of June is Pride Month, we pretty much help and push other organizations. I love that. In June, because we don't celebrate our pride until September. Okay. And so, and we don't ever want to step over Lexington Pride here uh-huh. or Louisville Pride, Kentucky Anna Pride. Um, we're always visible there to let people know that we are here as well. But the main focus here is not to draw the same attention from Lexington Pride mm-hmm. or Kentucky Anna Pride. Uh, we are going to host some events this uh, in this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so just have to look on our website what we're going to do or on our Facebook what we're we doing. Um, but that's pretty much what we're doing for the month. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of having a specific organization for Kentucky Black Pride? Right. Okay. Well, a lot of people ask us why is the separation, and it really isn't. We basically. Um, years ago, I used to go Pride, and I've never seen anyone my color. Mm. Um, I can honestly say uh, Lexington Pride has done an awesome job here lately to mm-hmm. make sure that everybody's represented. And we love Lexington Pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot say that enough. But there are things that cultural people do differently mm-hmm. than other cultures. And we have to respect it. There's a, thing, a lot of things that People of color do that normally don't do in other like mm. prides, right? And so, like doing our pride, we had we opened up our pride with a drum sim, uh, 
uh, Drumline mm -hmm. by Joan Brandon. And, you know, that's just, a, you know, we call back on, upon the ancestors. And so those are things that we just try to bring back out from our culture. Mm -hmm. And so that's why. Do you have a lot of young people who... We have a whole lot of young people. Yeah. And that's our whole focus is on the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Um, we do it, like I said, we have Bluegrass, Black Pride, and Lexington as well. And they have a different focus than we do. Ours is really geared towards young people. And doing our Pride, you will see a lot of entertainment, a lot of things geared for the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Because we like, okay, they're our next generation. So we right. have to make sure they are okay. And plus, the new generation is very radical. <laughs> very radical. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Sunday, when we, when we did our... Um, our barbecue cookout at Jackson Park. We did adult kickball. Ah. Of course, I, I referee. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I sit on the sideline. <laughs> I'm not running. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so many. It was I think it was after it was 40 people oh playing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a big game. That was a big game. And to see a lot of young people. And that's what they wanted. They wanted to feel normal. They just yeah. wanted to have the same thing that you would always do. And that's what Kentucky Back Pride is trying to do. Just saying, hey. You just have a different lifestyle. That's it. Right. You're still normal. Mm -hmm. You're still just like everyone else. Yes. And just and if you if and we got pictures on our um, on our Facebook where you will see all type of people playing with mm -hmm. us. So that was great. Now, I certainly didn't send you this question because it didn't come up until <laughs> right now. But you come from a very religious background. Mm -hmm. You still consider yourself religious. I'm very religious. Yes. How does that? Do those two things ever come together and battle it out? Because we are living in a state right now and a society well, where that's. Well, you know, for one, a lot of people who know me know I was uh, licensed to minister at the age of 17. Wow. So, and I was ordained at the age of 21. Mm -hmm. um, so I tell people if we serve a God of love, then mm. we should be so loving. Yep. Uh, you know, everything will come out in the wash. <laughs> that's why I tell I people. I love that. Um, we prayed before we do everything. Uh, I do. We stay in tune with God. Mm -hmm. He is the first. Um, so I feel like there's no mix. Um, everybody has their opinion, but I always tell them that if they, according to the Bible, Samuel's the last judge. Mm. I <laughs> love that. Oh, gosh. Now, where do you see... Kentucky Black Pride being in, let's say, five, ten years? What's the dream? Five, ten years, I really hope, well, the next five years, I hope it doubles. Mm. Uh, if you ever came to our Pride Festival, last year was the biggest Pride Festival. Mm -hmm. This year, we're looking for another ranking uh, number. Um, I just want it to be more increased. Um a lot of lot of organizations has been birthed out of Kentucky Black Pride as well. We have Foster a lot, or uh, we have a trans group in Louisville now that we are like governed over mm. um, because that's the biggest thing as well. Yeah, that's our trans community yep. and people really overlook that area. Yep, and and so we are out here fighting for their lives as well. Mm. So, do you have plans to have organizations like that kind of? pop up in Lexington? How, do, how does that happen? Let's say that there was somebody who wanted a community like that or wanted to work with you to get a group like that started. How can they do that? And actually, um, we were I was talking to someone um, two days ago about getting something started here mm -hmm. as well. I know they have a bigger community mm -hmm. in Louisville that I, 
I know of, you know. In Lexington, I have done the last two years, or it might be the last three years, we do a uh, trans panel in mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, which, and that's something, it's amazing because it was a people of color trans mm-hmm. uh, panel, which you know, was something that no one thought we could ever pull off. Right. And we did. And um, so we we are, Contextual Pride, we, we make sure that we try to cover everyone. Um, Everyone is included. You know, so no one feel left out. So, mm. And I'm kind of going back for just a second. You said that you all don't celebrate until September. Is yes. there a significance behind that? There is. That's great what you asked. Um, in Lexington, uh, the month of September is the Roost and Heritage Festival month. Mm-hmm. And they have a big thing for the weekend before our Pride uh, and they have a night for jazz. They have a night for gospel. They have a night just for regular night. But there's nothing for LGBTQ. Uh, so we followed the week after because uh-huh. since that's supposed to be technically Bruce and Harris's festival month, it's supposed to be the whole entire right. month, mm-hmm. why not include us as well? I love that. Um, so that's where we got our date from. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, we've been asked, could we move our dates? Because there's also Kingland season where the horse sails. So, like, you know, we cannot find, like, hotels sometimes or whatever. But um, we've been there permanently for the last six years. We've been going strong. We have not missed a year. Even during COVID, we did something. Um, So that's why we choose the month of September. And then not only we (laughs) – because, like, Pride also hosts our Pride at Woodland Park. Mm -hmm. And people want to know why Woodland Park – well, back in the 50s and the early 60s, when African-Americans was doing drag shows, they couldn't perform nowhere else mm-hmm. but Woodland Park. So that's why we go back there and we have drag shows in the park because that's where it originated started for people of color. I did not know that. That is fascinating. So that's one reason why... Cause like like pride, and I'm, I really would wish that we can get a historical mark there mm. to let people know that yeah. that's where they originally started at performing when the clubs or anybody else wouldn't let them perform. They perform at the park. It used to be an amphitheater there. I was about to say where where would they even do that at? But and actually, that makes sense. <laughs> the neighbor across the way. It was so funny. It was a. Uh, a neighbor across the way that's been living there for years mm-hmm. show me exactly where the amphitheater <gasps> used to be at. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so that was like, and then, like, I had a lot of the neighbors by Woodland Park, they helped us block streets yeah. so we could have parking. You know what I'm saying? So the community loved it. Uh, we've been there for the last six years. Um, we don't stay long. We close <laughs> out to about seven. But it's never been a disturbance. Mm-hmm. It's just been peaceful. And so... Oh, I, lo- I've got to hear more. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna tag team this. I've got to know more about what was happening in Woodland Park. You said in the fifties. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wild. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. That's why we went back to Woodland Park, and of course, Woodland Park is a central location. It's close to UK. You have a lot of students on UK yeah. campus that might be in the life. They can easily walk there. Yep. So we think about accessibility because there's parks like uh, Jackson Park and Master Station that they wanted us to go to. Mm-hmm. they just too far out. No. Beautiful places. Very hard to get to hard unless to get you to. have a vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. Now, 
If there was one thing that you wanted people to know about Kentucky Black Pride, what would that be? One thing to know about us is that we actually are just a organization that love people no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, on our board serves everyone. When I say everyone, allies to LGBTQIA, mm-hmm. everybody's on the board. We don't miss no one. Um, we have more, I can, can I say this? We have more straight people sometimes come to our function than yes, we do that. Uh, LGBTQ. So that lets you know it's a safe place. Yes. So that's where basically Kentucky Black Pride, we draw a safe place for everyone. Now, because of that, is some of your programming kind of, I mean, this sounds so lame, you should, probably shouldn't call it this, but do you have like how to be a better ally or like <laughs> growing in your allyship? Do you all have things? Well, okay, we don't have that, but I remember doing a Lex talk, and um, there's a guy, uh, and I, I know he might, don't mind me saying his name, his name is Nigel Taylor. Uh, he's a UK student from, uh, I think, Boston or something like that. Very, very strong kid. I'm not going to say kid, but he's younger than me. <laughs> um, him and a couple guys from the football team came to one of our last talk. And he stood up one day and he said, what can we do to help the mm-hmm. LGBTQ community being an ally? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I'm, when I saw him, and it was a bunch of football players from UK. We're Which, allies. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that made me feel good because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, at least we have people standing behind us. And what can we, And that's all I tell people to do. Just ask, what can you do? If you don't understand, yeah. then come. You know, I've taught um, foster class to parents who may have foster kids that identify themselves as uh, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. So I have spoke with them how to recognize what to do, what to say. Uh, about the pronouns, um, and a lot of times parents may need that guidance too. So we do offer right. that as well. Mm-hmm. If you have a child that's in the life and you need some, like, what would I do? Come to us. Mm. We will help you. Now, what do you say to people who ask, "What can we do to help support?" Well, first of all, I, you know, we we talk about why they have pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I got a, a really nice chart that I show people. I love a chart. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, why they say he, she, and why we should just, you know, like I never say, oh, she's coming or he's coming. I just said they're coming. Uh-huh. Just be, be be safe because they may come and they might dress as a boy and be feminine, mm-hmm. you know, and be a real girl or something like that. It's just learning that and uh, just telling parents. A lot of parents just feel, don't understand. Right. And so we first of all we bring them and their child together and we just talk. Mm. Put everything on the table and a lot of time parents when they see other people supporting their child, that helps. Yep. Because what happens is they don't want their child to be laughed at or talked about, you know, bring shame. A lot of parents want to protect and once they see a a support team, mm-hmm. it helps them be supported as well. Yeah. I had uh, Bernadette Barton from Just Fund Kentucky in here Mm -hmm. just the other day, and we were talking about how a lot of times people can see this, um, like, adverse reaction to people who are in the community as just hate. Like, they they hate them, and that's what it is. But she said something really interesting that I never really thought of before is that maybe that feeling is coming from a place of fear. And I was like, oh, I mean, that makes sense. It does. 
what do you, how do you connect with those people who aren't just being outright hateful, but they are genuinely afraid? I'm the kind of person where if you don't get it, you don't get it. And I get very frustrated and I cry a lot. So I'm like, I'm not the one to have this conversation with well, you. I think a lot of time people fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Um, I have a bunch of people say, but you don't identify, you don't look like, you know what I'm saying? What, what am I what supposed does to that look like? Correct. You know, and that, and you know, that's the whole point of us just sharing that, like, when you come to Kentucky by Pride, Pride, you'll see a lot of different things. Uh, you'll see somebody real flamboyant. You might not see somebody flamboyant. You know, everybody, we all come, and, that's, and if people understand that we're all made individually, mm-hmm. And we express ourselves individually, mm-hmm. and let's respect each other individually. Yeah. Then we won't have no problems. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I respect who you. If you wear fanging up polish, okay. I don't. But that's just me. Right. It's, it's not, not my saying, bag. It's yours. Yeah, it's and that's yours. Great. You know. And I had a, a, a when I was working at the plantry, I had a guy that worked there as well, um, and he wore fingernails, and you know he caught. Identify himself as queer. At that time, I didn't like the word queer. Okay, why? Well, you know, older folks uh, in the African American community hated that word okay. queer because they said it was a word that was used to them uh, um, harmfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never experienced that, but I know a lot of people, the older people, didn't like it. So I would just listen to them, and then I'm like, oh, I don't like it either. Uh-huh. Then I heard the younger generation saying, like, we took his back. We took mm-hmm. liberty in this word. And so I was on like, oh, okay. So me, I'm like, it doesn't matter. You can call me whatever you want to call me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but working with that guy, it really opened my understanding to a lot of things. A lot of times we have to be willing to be able to receive something new. Mm-hmm. In order to be a, a grassroots person or a activist, or you got to grow as well. Right. You got to be able, you know, you cannot. So me, every day I'm, I'm learning something from someone. You know, what can I do better? What can I be a better leader in doing? Um, I had a girl that helped with the barbecue. And, you know, she just joined. I told her, all I want to do is just sit back and assist and mm-hmm. let you do the work. I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to do anything because I want your gift to flourish. And I think that's what helps so much. If if you want to do anything, you got to be able to, to receive and give. Yeah. You know, I give the knowledge, but I also want to receive it as well. And growth is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. But but being in that, if you want to be a bigger, better person, you've got to sit in that uncomfortable space for a minute. And it's okay to learn and make mistakes and then grow from that. Grow from that. I had a, we at the plantry they had unisex bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So you can go any bathroom. And I this little boy one day came, he said, Mommy, um, I think I went into the women's bathroom. And she said, why? She said, because he said, I never seen a urine in there. <laughs> and, uh, and as soon as I heard that, it says, we are programmed from an early yep. age th- that this is separate, this is separate. If we train them to just go into the restroom. Yep. You know? Yeah. And so that's what LGBTQ, people are trained that a boy is supposed to have blue and a girl is supposed to have pink. We are trained all those things. That's not technically right. A boy can love pink. No one's a girl written can, that down yeah, anywhere. Exactly. 
And so I feel like that a lot of times we are trained in a lot of areas of things to do, and it's traditional, and that's what makes us uncomfortable. Yep. Because it's tradition. A lot of people, that even even people who go to church go because of tradition. Mm-hmm. My grandmother went to church. My mother went to church. So I'm going to church on Sunday. If you don't go to church, it's like, oh, forbidden. Yeah. No, I don't go to church now because I don't want to. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes things uncomfortable uh, with people. And people have the right to disagree with you. That's the other thing that is so key is that you don't have to agree on everything to be respectful. To be respectful. I respect you go to church if I don't. Yes. Respect me if I don't go to church and you do. Yes. That's all we're asking for. And that's what LGBTQ is. It's just respect me and I respect you. Mm-hmm. Now, will, people, will someone get out of line? On every part. Someone always get out of line. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But just say, hey, that's not my way. Or, hey, I don't do this. I don't understand this. Communication is the key. Just talk about it. I don't understand. I never understood. I didn't grow up like this. Mm-hmm. We understand that. Right. But there's someone else to have. So you know what I'm saying? So. Ugh. Okay. Before we get into segment two, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the Grassroots Black Leadership okay. Awards, which you just won, I which did. is a very exciting. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Grassroots Black Leadership Awards is an award given by the Lexington Black Prosperity Initiative, which is hosted here at BGCF. And that celebrates and invests in three black grassroots leaders who are on the front lines leading vital work to affect positive change in Lexington. Can you tell that I read that? Yeah, <laughs> you did great. Thanks. So what does it mean to you to be a recipient of a GBLA? Oh, I'm very honored for one. I can say that. Um, I was nominated by a person who I haven't really met physically, but we have talked a lot on the phone and, wow. and, and on the social media, and that's Tanya Torp. Science Warp is an amazing woman. She is the love of my life. <laughs> she's an amazing, amazing woman. And she hit me up one day. She said, I want to nominate you for this. And she sent it to me. I'm like, what is this? And I was like, you know, you can, but I don't, you know. Right. But she was like, listen, I have watched you and watched you. And, you know, everything I do is behind the scene. Yep. I try to stay out of the way um, because I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the mission. And uh, so when she said that, I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when I got the word and I, I, I got it, I was like, oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's just, it's an honor. It really is an honor. Um, it's been a hard work because, you know, a lot of time I do feel like I've been, like, overlooked mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Um because I have really been working for a long time. Yeah. I have really been working a long time. Um, so I'm excited. I am. I'm just excited about it. And uh. I, it's a privilege to me to, uh, especially with Tanya Twelve, when her, by her nominating me, that meant a lot. A co-sign me. by Tanya Twerp is honestly <laughs> like being co-signed by the Lord. That's what, that is my whole thing. We, we, our path never crossed because... When I came to the plantry, she had just left from the plantry. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew a lot from about her works. I heard a lot about her work. And so we had a conversation uh, one day. I called, and we just talked and talked. And you would think we've been known each other for a long time. She does that. 
You and knew that. This she's feels such very, a yes. warm feeling person, um, and she works hard, yep. and I love that. Yep. You know, and it's just an honor. It's an honor to be. I watch a lot of giants, and I've been in the presence of a lot of giants. You know, uh, DeBron Thomas, and yep. um, you know. Wonderful man, wonderful, wonderful man. You know what I'm saying? So, there's a lot of giants here in Lexington, mm-hmm. and um, but their fight is totally different from my fight. Yep. You know, um, even what's his name, Divine Karama, yep. a giant in this city. Uh, I respect that man. You know, it's so many different other giants in this city, and so when I didn't win, I was like, wow. It puts put you me, up there. They put me near the Giants. <laughs> you are the Giant. You are one of the Giants. and we I think are, I'm growing into one. <laughs> yes. We are so excited to celebrate you and what you do and watch you continue to grow and learn. We're just so excited and so thankful that you're here today. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, before we head into this next segment, mm-hmm. I want to give you an opportunity to tell us about what immediate needs Kentucky Black Pride might be facing and how our listeners might be able to help. Okay. Well, you know, of course, right now we're in a stage of fundraising. Every year we have to raise money to put on Pride activity. Uh, And it does cost. So if anybody ever wants to donate, we are open for donations. And I tell people, please donate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, that's something, you know, I just, we need money to to function. Um, You can go on our website to donate as well. but also come out and support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we do great things. Uh, I know for sure in August is our pageant. We do a pageant. It's be our fifth pageant, I believe, fifth year hosting Mr. and Mrs. Kentucky Black Pride pageant. Uh, um, that's a wonderful pageant. Where is that going to be? Do you know? It's at the uh, Unlimited Uniqueness Unlimited Facility off of Man of War. Okay. Um, it's really, really nice. Really, really, really nice. Our uh, pageant is really, really nice. And then, of course, our Pride Festival. Then after that, we do, um, well, this year it's going to be Men and Women Health Summit together. Normally we separate it, but in October we're going to combine those together. Mm. And that's another strong uh, event that we have is our Health Summit because it's all about our health, and that's mentally or physical. And... Um, we have people, we, we talk about HIV awareness, we talk about cancer, uh, diabetes is running yep. rapidly in the African-American community. Uh, we even touch on monkeypox, we talk about COVID, um, just health. And a lot of people do not know that, you know, they don't do like pre-screening uh, women with their breasts, you know what I'm saying? So yep. we talk about all this and it's we start our ages at 15 and up for the summit. Oh, that's great. Because we want the younger people also to be aware of their health. Yeah. So. Mm. Okay, we are going to go into our next segment, which no I call BGCF Fast Facts. Okay. Which is where I'm going to ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to okay. give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. What are you reading right now? I am reading, it's called uh, Black Women Intersection by Latanya Jones. Oh. Uh-huh. What what is the what's the gist with the book? Uh, pretty much just saying where black women meeting at the intersection, Alizy, yep. intersection, Alizy. Uh, I just started. I just got the book over the oh, weekend, good. so I'm okay. just starting. Uh, but I'm I'm loving it though so far. Okay, fantastic. What are you watching right now? 
What am I watching? I watched The Real Housewife of Atlanta. Okay. It sucks this year, but that's it what I does. Like. <laughs> I okay, like so Lauren, who is in our office, she is a Real Housewives gal. Okay. So even when I miss things, I feel like I'm always getting, and I've heard that it's not great right it's now. It's not great. It's horrible. <laughs> that was upsetting. Mm. What are you listening to right now? What I'm listening to, I pretty much listen to all type of music. Um, I don't have a particular music that I listen to. Uh, whatever I play in my car. just <laughs> Whatever comes on. Uh-huh. Mm. What are you eating right now? Oh, well, today especially is I've been eating a lot of Indian food. I don't know why. My friend took me to an Indian restaurant, and now I fell in love. So. Okay, where do you go? Today I went to Tanbrook or Tanbrook, something like that. Okay. I ordered that. Taste of India. Yeah. Off of Nicholsville Road. Yep. It's wonderful. What are you most scared of? Not seceding. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, I'm always looking like, oh, my God, what if it don't go right? What if it, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm very nervous if, if a program don't go right, if mm-hmm. this don't go right. So I'm very, very scared of that. Do you mind if I ask, what does success look like for you? It's when I could sit back and say, it's done, it's finished, mm-hmm. you know, uh, accomplished. You know, like I was so scared when I had to cook out, like when people come, we had over 100 some people come. That right. was success to me because, like, they came, you know. Mm-hmm. Am I getting the word out? Is people, you know, understand? And then the feedback is where people says they enjoyed themselves, mm. they felt safe. That's success to me. It's like, I'm, oh, yes, they, you know what I'm saying? I love so, that. Mm. what are you most proud of? Most proud of, I'm proud of. Honestly, this year of my board members, mm. I've seen, I have a fresh young board members and they're very, very active. They're very involved, uh, make my work easy. Mm. The load I normally carry, I don't have to carry anymore. So that's very, very. Mm. Who do you look up to? I, for a long time it was my father. He passed away in 2020. Um, but there, I have a lot of mentors. There's a guy named Earl Folks that I, I admire. He's in D.C. He runs Center uh, for Black Equality. He's the one who started the first Black Pride that was in mm-hmm. uh, D.C. Um, there's Curl Taylor Shim here in Lexington, Kentucky that I really look up to. Latanya Jones, uh, LeBron Thomas, um, so many people here, you know. The Giants. Yes, the Giants. Mark <laughs> Johnson is one as well, so. Mm. What are you most looking forward to? Most looking forward to is one day be able to retire and, and just see the work <laughs> done. Yes. <laughs> but that's, got, that's 30 more years from now, but yeah. <laughs> but man, is it looking good. <laughs> Why do you love our community? I love our community because if I don't, who else will? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I pr- I'm proud to say I'm from Lexington. I'm proud to say I'm from a certain area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's where, I, that's where my roots is. And Kentucky, even though we're going through a lot with the legislation and stuff like that, I still love my state. Yeah. Um, some people say, you love your state? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I want my state to be great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have some challenges and we're still going to fight. Oh, yes. We're still going to fight. But uh, overall, being better is uncomfortable. It, it, being better is uncomfortable. Uh, but 
if I could just push people to get out there and vote, push people to get out there and and voice your opinion and stop being scared, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Why do you love yourself? I love myself because I feel like I was created to be me. No matter what flaws and all, it makes me. When you throw me all in a uh, juicer, I come out the same. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm not coming out as juice. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what you do, you can you can you can scramble me, you can shake me, you can put me in a blender. I'm still gonna come out me, and that's what's unique. And I feel like if everybody was comfortable with themselves, no matter what, we would have a great world. Mm. A great world. Last question. Mm -hmm. How can people learn more about Kentucky Black Pride? How can people learn more about you as a person? Give us all of the goods. Oh, if you want to learn anything else about Kentucky Black Pride, you can go to www.kentuckyblackpride.com. You can follow me on social media. I have two. um, And people laugh. It's Sean Bumpus on one Facebook, and it's Karan Lamore. Okay, Uh, so maybe that's why I couldn't (laughs) find anything on you. Sean, my Sean is more subtle. Uh, he's, oh, he's subtle. He's very subtle. <laughs> um, and then uh, Karan is my alter ego. Uh, he's very radical, very, very, very radical. Mm. And um, I had to separate those two because, like I said, my family was very religious. Uh-huh. And I just let them stay over here. Yeah. But I do have some family who will add me on the other one. And I was like, okay, now I Why might say some ready? things. <laughs> Because I'm really, really express myself more on this uh-huh. side. <laughs> That's so, yeah. Um, but I'm proud of both, though. So. Yeah. Sean, thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you so here. much, really for having me. Um, maybe in September we can do a episode from Woodland Park. Yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll have to figure that out. We so keep me on your radar. I sure will. Thank you <laughs> okay, so see much. see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.